As you'd expect, uh, COVID has not gone away and there have been developments over the past day or so. Uh, Some people are wondering if we're going to follow Australia. Uh, There is a plan there to introduce a vaccine certificate. You're going to need one of these if you're travelling to Australia in order to get over the border. Meanwhile, the World Health Organisation is calling on manufacturers of vaccines to come together in developing vaccines for the future. Is that likely? Michael Baker, Otago University epidemiologist, is with us again. And uh, thanks and good morning. Thanks for being available on the holiday. Uh, would, would you be in favour of a vaccine passport, do you think? Morena, well, look, there are arguments both ways, but I think um, it's inevitable that um, we'll have somewhere for people to record their vaccination status and that some airlines in some countries will make this a requirement if you're entering their country or travelling on the airlines. Um, and if you don't have one, you may have a different process when you arrive. You might have to go into quarantine and so on if you don't have evidence of vaccination. So um, there's a lot of different ideas circulating, but the core idea is exactly what you say. You know, you have some evidence of either having had the vaccine or possibly even having a test, a blood test, to show that you've developed... To uh, prove it. Antibodies. Okay, yeah. not just that you've had the jab, but the jab is working. Uh, is this the kind of thin end of a wedge, though? If if we're going to start this with COVID, why don't we go a little bit further? What about measles? What about TB uh, uh, and other infectious diseases? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, the interesting thing, of course, is that we've had a yellow fever uh, vaccine certificate system for decades. And in fact, you can't cross borders in some parts of the world, in Central America and Africa, uh, if you don't have a valid certificate. Uh, so th- th- we're very used to these requirements. Um, and even, um, this is quite obscure, but to go on the Hajj pilgrimage, because there's such a problem with uh, outbreaks of things like meningococcal disease, they've required um, vaccination certificates to do that. Uh, so, so the world's very used to this. Well, is the world used to it, or have have we actually got uh, to a point where international travel was so common, so normal, uh, that the world was pretty slack about it? Yes, well, that's a good point, and we we have had examples of, and you mentioned measles, but other infectious diseases transmitted on aircraft. So, um, I think um, the, obviously the consciousness about immunity is at a very high level now. And I, so this is a big, this will be a big debate over the next uh, few months. All right. There's been a lot of discussion on the other topic of uh, the possibility the virus actually got out from a lab. The WHO has been in Wuhan. They seem convinced. Are you convinced? That it's uh, not from but a it, lab. That's right. Yeah. Uh, look, I think the, the starting point is that it, it emerged just like MERS and SARS for it, um, crossing the, as they say, jumping the species barrier from an animal reservoir, possibly through a, an other animal intermediate hosts, to humans. And that, that um, environments like wet markets, where you have many different animals mixing and sharing viruses, is actually a real problem for the emergence of these diseases. It does, though, raise this sort of terror prospect of uh, somebody deliberately developing a virus like this. 
Yes, unfortunately, um, the technology to modify microorganisms has reached an all-time high now, and it's just going to keep progressing. I mean, we've got these tools like CRISPR, gene editing tools, um, that have got wonderful applications for human health. They say they're a dual-use tool because they also can be used for harm. And so there are, unfortunately, people who who would probably um, have poor intent and also understand the technology. So this is a, a risk. And then there's always the problem of um, uh, errors in laboratories as well. So this is why many of us think the world is going to be a more dangerous place uh, for in terms of emerging infectious diseases. Hardly bears thinking about, does it? Uh, what about vaccine manufacturers coming together finally? Can you see that? Uh, yes, well, look, this is, uh, I think, a very positive development. And it's you, you've probably heard of the COVAX agreement. Yes. And this is an initiative from last year, facilitated by the World Health Organization and European Commission. And it's got um, the Gavi Fund and Bill Gates and so on, and, and, and civil society and philanthropists and governments are all in there. And I think the intention is very good. And they just re- released uh, an updated forecast that they think that their, what they call their advanced market commitment um, will uh, create uh, up to 1.8 billion doses of vaccines over the next year for the poorest countries in the world. And they, these are the available, no charge for them. So I think this is a wonderful um, initiative. Professor Michael Baker, epidemiologist at Otago University with us.